0: Welcome to the Naked Novelist. I'm so glad you're here. I gotta say, I'm awful sorry that I kinda disappeared. But I'm back, gack, 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 Yeah, I'm back to read you some more. It's chapter 21, and I know that it won't be a bore. The Naked Novelist is back. Hi everybody, I'm Nelsie Spencer and this is The Naked Novelist, the podcast that asks the question, where, yes, where would we be if Shakespeare had said, "Mm, maybe I'll just journal, or fill in your favorite writer, where would we be if David Sedaris had said, ah, I'm really not that funny. I think I'll just get a government job, right? Where would we be if Nora Ephron had said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to journalism"? Well, I guess we could still read her stuff, but there'd be no sleepers in Seattle. There'd be no what's her book? I feel bad about my neck. <laughs> yeah, me too, Nora. Me too. All right. So, uh, I hope everyone's well. Chapter 21 of The Playgroup by Nelsie Spencer, written by Nelsie Spencer. The o- <clears throat> Let's start over again. The OA meeting was in what seemed to be an abandoned cafeteria. The fluorescent lights flickered and cast a depressing light that gave everyone a rather grave look. Who arranged these chairs, Ellie wondered, as she looked for an empty seat in the unorganized room. The speaker, who looked startlingly like the angry anorexic woman from Ellie's last meeting, sat at the far end of the cafeteria, her back to some long-forgotten steam tables. Ellie found a seat far off to one side and settled down. The speaker was staring down at her lap as she spoke. "'I can't hear a fucking thing,' Ellie thought. She looked around to see if anyone else was straining to hear and saw several people chatting. "'What the hell's going on here?' she wondered. "'No one's listening, Jesus, and I need a meeting so badly.' She saw a vacant spot near the front. "'Maybe if I move my chair closer, I'll be able to hear.' She got up and tried to lift her chair. "'Shit!' it wouldn't budge. "'Shh!' Several people shushed her in unison. She gave them an apologetic smile. "'Is this thing nailed down?' she wondered, and knelt to examine the legs. "'Oh, my God! They're nailed to the floor,' she realized. She looked around. "'They're all nailed down. "'That's weird.' So, thanks to OA, now I only throw up every two or three weeks. The speaker was suddenly shouting. The group cheered. What? What is this? Ellie wondered as she looked at the beaming faces around her. You can't be a speaker in an OA meeting if you're still throwing up. What the fuck's going on? I have to get out of here. She grabbed her coat and purse. But when she headed to the exit, she was stopped dead in her tracks. What the? She turned back to see that her purse strap was caught on the chair. This is unbelievable, she thought, as she struggled to liberate herself and her purse. Thank God, she whispered to herself, when she had gotten her strap free. She beelined it to the exit, wondering what else could possibly go wrong. You... Are very, you are being very rude and inconsiderate. A voice rang out from behind her. Ellie felt a mix of panic and outrage rise up in her as she turned. Oh, no, not you, not you again, Ellie said wearily, as the glaring woman, at the glaring woman, before her was Miss Snappy from body sculpting class. "'If you'd only obey the rules,' she said, shaking her head, hands on her hips. "'Do you ever obey the rules? "'Do you ever think of anybody but yourself?' "'You self-righteous bitch,' Ellie said, then lunged at her, and the two women went over. "'When they hit the ground, Ellie was on top, her hands around Miss Snappy's neck, "'and she was squeezing with all her strength.' It felt wonderful. Fuck you, bitch, Ellie said as she squeezed. Miss Snappy's eyes looked as if they were about to pop out of her head. You don't know me. How dare you judge me, she squeezed even harder. Ellie? She heard a faint voice behind her. It sounded like Peter. What's he doing here, she wondered. She kept squeezing. Miss Snappy's complexion went ashen. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Ellie! Peter's voice was louder, more insistent now. She tightened her grip. Miss Snappy's eyes closed. She was turning from ashen to blue. Ellie! She felt a hand on her shoulder. She rolled over and opened her eyes. Peter? His handsome face was over her. Oh, shit! Did I fall asleep? I guess so. I missed the o eight meeting she realized damn it after leaving arlene and lorraine in the whirlpool ellie had had two hours to kill before before the one oa meeting that she could find new, on new year's day okay let me say all of that again oh shit did i fall asleep i guess so i missed the oa meeting she realized damn it after leaving Arlene and Lorraine in the whirlpool, Ellie had had two hours to kill before the one a meeting that she could find on New Year's Day. She had come home to change her socks, soaked from trudging through the snow. She had lain down on the bed just for five minutes and, apparently, fallen asleep. What time is it? 1.30. Why? Did you have some big plans? No, no, it's just—I was just curious. You were moaning in your sleep. You must have been dreaming. I guess so, she said, picturing Miss Snappy's blue face. How are you feeling? He stroked her forehead. Like shit. Like I want to kill myself. Like I've ruined everything that's important to me. Just like I always knew I would, she thought. But, okay, how are you feeling? is what she said. Pretty good, really. I was able to eat a big breakfast, and I I feel like I'm operating at about 85% how are the kids? Angus is hungry and Annika is tired. We went sledding. He smiled a big, proud daddy smile. Really? Did Angus do it? Sure. I took him down that tiny slope near 77th Street on my lap. You are something, taking them sledding after throwing up all night? She reached her arm around his neck and pulled him in for a kiss. He kissed her sweetly and she began to cry. "'What's wrong?' he asked when he saw her tears. "'I don't know.' "'Tell him,' a voice screamed inside her head. "'Tell him now, and there's still a chance. "'It's just last night at the party, and you weren't there, and I didn't know anybody, and—' "'Shut up!' another voice called. "'Remember what Arlene said. Don't do it. He doesn't have to know. "'He never has to know. Besides—' The whole thing was his idea in the first place. What, did you miss me? I missed you, too. I really missed you, and, and when it was almost midnight, I I stood in be- Missy's bedroom, staring out the window towards West Side, wondering why I was at this stupid party, why I wasn't home with you and, and the babies. And then Missy came in and... Ah! Angus's cry echoed through the apartment. "'I guess he's pretty hungry,' Peter said. "'Do you think you're up to feeding him, "'or, or, or do you want me to give him another bottle?' "'You gave him a bottle? "'Formula? "'Ell, he was starving. "'You were sick. "'So why didn't you give him some baby food?' "'She threw the covers off. "'That's it. "'No more formula. "'I'll feed him. "'I'm his fucking mother, for Christ's sake. "'Honey, I was just trying to give you a break. "'Well, you know how important breast milk is. "'Suddenly I don't care about my kids.' Nobody said that. You've been sick. That's all. Nobody is suggesting that. Ah, ah. Angus's cries grew louder. "Where is he?" Ellie asked, and she stormed out of the room and away from Peter. Okay. Oh, excuse me. That was a nice quick chapter uh using the having a dream device which hopefully Hopefully I tricked you for a while there. You know, the good thing about using that dream device, as we've seen countless times, you pull the reader in, you create tension, uh, you have things go weird, then you have them go even weirder. And maybe at the time, just when the reader's thinking, is this a dream? Then you pull them out. <sighs> oh, gosh, I'm sorry for yawning. Um... And then I have the internal monologue, which is not, which is a great device, as we know. But then I also have one voice telling her one thing and another voice telling her something else. So hopefully we've got more than one layer of conflict going on. What's she going to say? She's decided to tell him the truth. And the other voice says, do not. Do not tell him. And she just had that conversation with Arlene in the Whirlpool that basically said, don't tell. It's better to not tell. Obviously, this is a conversation that can be debated ad nauseum about, is it better to tell? Should you tell when you have an affair? Uh, Or was it an affair? Or was it just just a one-night stand? And then interestingly how you see how she justifies it. It was Peter's idea. Eh, was it? Anyway, um, so and then we have the nice interruption of her hungry child and then we get to show her yelling at Peter when he really hasn't done anything. So hopefully we're showing the reader that she's not that stable right now. Yeah. nope, she had sex with a waspy heiress. Then she broke her abstinence of 12 years. And now she's... Um, then she found out that Arlene, who she was thinking might be her nude best friend, is already taken. And now she discovers that Peter's giving Ang- given Angus a bottle of formula, heaven forbid. So lies tension, mystery, internal strife. And that is the end of chapter 21. So, as always, look at your week. Ask yourself when you're going to write. One of my students had just said he read something on Reddit, the 10-minute rule. I'm sure it's not a new thing. Put that timer on for 10 minutes. Write for 10 minutes. You're done. If you feel at the end of those 10 minutes, you know what? I'd like to go for another 10. Just hit repeat for that timer and you keep going till till you don't have time anymore. 10 minutes is doable and it breaks the inertia. And sometimes that's all we're trying to do when we write. Now, I'm talking to myself right now because I, excuse me, gosh, Nelsie really I'm just hungry and sometimes you know when you're hungry you yawn so that's it please do me the following um subscribe and rate and review it's really easy to review on iTunes and it's important that you subscribe because then every time you get a new episode it'll automatically be downloaded I think I think that's what that means anyway um love ya later lunch keep writing And create that little schedule for yourself and find someone that you check in with. Text them when you start writing. Text them when you finish. If you want to do that with me, uh, which is Virtual Writing Coach, you can sign up at my website, nelsiespencer.com. That's it. Have a great week. And... Love you later. Lunch. Bye-bye.